This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to the Equity Mates Summer Series, proudly brought to you by Comsec, the home of investing. Over 12 episodes, we're deep diving into some of the most exciting, interesting, and well-known companies from around the world. Each episode, we'll be unpacking one company with one expert. We'll learn from their process and hear why they like the company. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? Bryce, I am very good. I am very excited for this summer series. It's always a great time of year mm. for many reasons. Great time of year because who doesn't enjoy a hot Australian summer? Yes. Who doesn't enjoy taking some time off? Yeah. But most of all, we get to do our summer series where we speak to some of Australia's best investors and we, with them, we dive into some of the best companies from around the world, really with the aim of unpicking how these investors approach the yeah. companies, mm. how they build a thesis, all in the aim of, uh, I guess, us learning from their techniques and their processes to become better investors ourselves. That's it. Investing is a lifelong journey. And we have an awesome lineup of 12 companies over the next six weeks. Kicking off with probably one of the hottest stocks of 2023 today. Top two. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So uh, the stock that we're not talking about today, just to <laughs> not leave any loose threads, yes. is Novo Nordisk. Yes. But the stock that we are talking about today, <laughs> one of the top two hottest stocks of 2023, I'm going to make a not bold prediction that will probably be one of the hot stocks of 2024. I would make a bold prediction it won't be. We will see what happens, but the stock that we're talking about is NVIDIA. That's right, Ren, NVIDIA, and the expert joining us today is Kieran Moore, a partner and portfolio manager at Munro Partners. Can't wait. Love Munro. Yes. We've had Nick Griffin on the show. We've yes. had Kieran on the show before. Um, they always have some interesting companies. I'm sure this will be no different. We'll get to that, though. We will. But first of all, Bryce, we have to thank Comsec for sponsoring this Equity Mates Summer Series. They make it easy to tap into the world's leading share markets. We're covering plenty of global stocks in this series, including Nvidia today, which is listed over in the US. Mm -hmm. And if you get excited by the opportunity to invest globally, Comsec has 13 international markets available, from the US to Norway, Germany, and Japan. Can you name a Norwegian stock? I was just thinking that uh, Norwegian cruises. 
I think they're listed in the US. <laughs> Damn it. You're going to have to jump on ComSec and have a look. If you want to have the access you need as a global investor and invest in shares on the US market from just $5 US brokerage, download the ComSec app today or visit comsec.com.au. Comsec terms and conditions and other fees and charges do apply. Investing in overseas markets exposes you to additional risk. Love it, Ren. And we should also say that while we are licensed, we're not aware of your personal circumstances. So any information on this show is for entertainment and educational purposes. Any advice is general. All right, Bryce. Well, before we get to Kieran, let's talk about NVIDIA, mm-hmm. a company that really needs no introduction. <laughs> no. Yeah. But- Stock of the year, potentially, 2023. Uh, oh, in terms of best performer? Well, just like it was hard not to miss. In the vibes. It was hard to miss. In the zeitgeist. In the vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. All right. Well, for people who weren't paying attention- What is NVIDIA? So, Ren, it's a software and fabulous company which designs graphics processing units, otherwise known as GPUs, application programming interface, APIs for data science and high-performance computing, as well as systems on a chip unit. SOC is the acronym there for mobile computing and automotive markets. Automotive, even. Automotive markets. You did pretty well to get most of that out. <laughs> Just stumbled at the last Long hurdle. story short. What does it actually do? So they, they designed the most cutting edge computer chips and then they sell that design to... Uh, the likes of TSMC, who then go and make those computer chips. Yeah, I think well, I don't know if to yeah. nitpick, they don't sell that design. But, True. But TSMC, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, and Samsung, and uh, like some of the big actual Customers. chip makers, so they have the multi-billion dollar fabrication plants. But NVIDIA, yeah. AMD, a lot of the big tech companies will design chips that then get made. And NVIDIA design the best chips. By far and away, the best chips. They're kind of like the Red Rock Deli of the chip market. <laughs> not, not my best. Um, so to give to give people a bit of history, NVIDIA was founded in 1993. One of the co-founders is now the quite high-profile CEO, Jensen Jung. Not sure what his other co-founders are doing. Probably still involved. Just, yeah. Just, just less famous. Very much you better less not famous. Do, you better not do that for me, to me one day. <laughs> you better not do it to me. <laughs> um, but for a lot of people who, so we were born in, I was born in 92. You yeah. were born in what, 91? 91. NVIDIA was born in 93. Yes. And I think growing up as computers sort of came of age, people probably came across NVIDIA in gaming, often credited in the most famous games because they, had a real strength in computer graphics and the hardware to generate cutting edge graphics. Uh, And that was sort of how they came up. They had a massive contract to win in the 90s to make the hardware, the graphics cards for Microsoft's Xbox. And like that was a big inflection point for the company. Then they became really synonymous with like PC gaming. And I think around the time we started investing, they were the the leaders Mm. in um, PC graphics, Mm. still are. Mm. But AI is the story of today. Absolutely. Now, if we're talking about history, do you know what NVIDIA stands for? Oh, this is great. No, I don't. <laughs> Some uh, people- Hold on. Is it a full acronym? Like NV- is No, it- it's not. I was going to say that's a big acronym. Yeah, it's not. The history of it is that initially the company had no name and the co-founders who you've just spoken about named all their files NV as in next version. But when they came to incorporate, they needed obviously a name. And so it prompted them to think about NV and review that against, I guess, 
different languages and it's come out that NVIDIA in Latin means envy. So that's how N-I-N-VIDIA came to be and now it's just NVIDIA. Mm. <laughs> I know, not, not, as, the gr- best, not as grand as you would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think to give people some context on the NVIDIA story today and just how central it is to, I guess, this AI revolution mm. we're going through. So NVIDIA's most cutting-edge computing unit, their most cutting-edge GPU is the H100. Yep. There is a six-month waiting list for an H100 at least six months. These units sell for between twenty-five and 40000 US dollars. And now here's the trivia question, which I've already asked you, so... I'll play dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how much do you think it costs them to produce an H100 unit? Less than five grand. Yes. $3,300 <laughs> is the estimate. So they make it for a bit over 3000 they sell it for 40000 and there's a six-month wait list to buy it. It's unbelievable. That's a pretty good business. Yeah. Because of how significant they are, there's a bit of geopolitics around all this, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there is. More with the fab, like the fabs, more with right, the TSMCs the and the like. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. This is going off track a bit, but didn't the US try and ban ch- exports yeah, to China? Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Of yeah. these chips and China just tried to start buying them up in bulk? So, yeah, two separate geopolitical issues. One is Biden banned the cutting-edge semiconductors uh, going to China, which mm. is NVIDIA and a few other companies. You're right. And then the second geopolitical issue is if you look at where the West gets their semiconductors from on a map, it's Taiwan and Samsung. Sam's, oh, sorry, <laughs> Ty, <laughs> Taiwan and South Korea. <laughs> I was jumping ahead. <laughs> Samsung based in South Korea, TSMC based in Taiwan, yeah. both on China's doorstep. Mm. Both rely on trade routes and waterways that go very close to China. Mm. And so because of that, there's now a big push in Europe and in America to build fabrication plants at home. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of geopolitics. To give you a sense of how important semiconductors are, when COVID broke out in 2020, it originated in Wuhan. Yeah. Wuhan is the center of China's semiconductor industry. Every business was forced to shut down to contain the spread except the semiconductor Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because China has a lot of catching up to do and it's critical to their national security to catch up. Didn't the Saudis also put in an order for billions of dollars worth of these H100s? Yeah. 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 So there's something you you see um, a lot of AI companies raise big, big rounds of venture capital. The majority of it is to go into hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also the $10 million paychecks that we spoke about. Uh, the yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit different. But anyway. Yeah, there's like, there's this argument that NVIDIA is funding a lot of startups, but it's really just like a pass-through cost for them because, you know, they'll put $100 million into a startup, 90 million of that will come back yeah. in orders yeah. for H100. Yeah, Very yeah. smart. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yes. Well, let's look at how the stock has performed because it's been pretty phenomenal. So for 2023 year to date, it's up 240% at the time of recording, which you you can't can't complain about. It's up 1,000% in the past five years and up 10,000% since 2014. Yeah. Wild. Sheesh. Yeah. (laughs) That is unbelievable. 10 bagger in what, nine years? 
all it makes me think is in 2014, I we were in the share house. We were in yes. You were in Cockle. Uh, yes. Uh, we then we were together in 2015. Yeah. But 2014, we were both living in Canberra in share houses. Both would have been playing FIFA and the like on yep. Xboxes, yeah. which would have been using NVIDIA's graphics cards. Yep. If we had spent less time playing the game and spent more time figuring out how the game was made, we could have had a hundred bagger in less than 10 years. Yeah, we might not be here. True. <laughs> it might be somewhere else. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You, Phenomenal I mean, for performance. You can reminisce about that. You as you know, Same with if, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ran it trades at a 120 price to earnings ratio, pretty expensive. Mm. So the question becomes, and we'll ask this to Kieran in the second half of this, can it grow into that valuation? Yeah. The two big questions for me are, can you justify the price and can it keep its competitive advantage? Mm. Because it's kind of pioneered this industry, but all eyes and all effort is really focused on this AI mm. industry at the moment. Mm. Can NVIDIA maintain its lead? Mm. We're not going to be able to answer that question, but hopefully Kieran can. Mm. Now, before we speak to Kieran, if you're interested in exploring more investment opportunities, check out Comsec and the thousands of Australian and global listed companies available on the platform. Additionally, if you're looking for daily market updates, subscribe to Comsec Market Update, their daily podcast. Invest in shares on the US market from just $5 US brokerage. Visit comsec.com.au for more. Comsec T's and C's and other fees and charges apply. We'll be back with Kieran right after this short break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to the Equity Mates Summer Series. We're here with Kieran Moore from Munro Partners. Kieran, welcome to Equity Mates. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks for having me. So, to kick it off, a company that many people have heard of this year, NVIDIA. Help us understand what NVIDIA do. Look, NVIDIA plays a super, super important role in the production of the world's most advanced semiconductors. So, when we think about the world moving into what is going to be the AI phenomenon, so i.e. individuals, businesses all around the world using artificial intelligence day to day, a critical enabler to allow those applications to happen is, is NVIDIA. So they make the most advanced chips in the world or they design the most advanced chips in the world to effectively power a lot of these AI applications that we're going to interact with in the future. Hmm. So the way we think about it is that the semiconductor market is going through what we think is the start of the fourth era. So you've had effectively about 50 years worth of semiconductor market growth 
from effectively a, a nascent industry to about about $500 billion in value. So it's gone through what we call the mainframe era to start with, the PC era, the mobile era. And now we think the semiconductor market is going to go into the AI era. And that's going to effectively double the size of the market. So take it from half a trillion to a trillion dollar industry. But the really exciting thing for investors is that it's going to take it from half a trillion to a trillion dollar industry over the next 10 years, not over the next 50. Mm. So that places, you know, a huge growth and huge demand on, on all the producers of semiconductors. And NVIDIA is really at the forefront because they design what are the most technologically advanced semis in the world or GPUs in the world. Mm. Yeah. So we'll get to the bull case and then the bear case in a little bit. But before we do, let's just talk about how you approach a company like this. You know, what are the metrics that matter? And as an investor, how are you approaching it and analyzing it? Yeah. So look, we take a really, really simple approach to our investment philosophy and and we're all always focused on earnings growth. So we're big believers in earnings growth driving stock prices. And if that earnings growth is backed by a structural tailwind, i.e. the shift to AI or that semiconductor market going from half a trillion to a trillion dollars in value, that's going to underpin the earnings growth for NVIDIA for a long period of time. So let's get into it. I mean, maybe when we think about NVIDIA's opportunity here, when we think about AI, it's all going to be powered at the moment, it's all powered at the data center. So the data center is the critical piece of infrastructure that's going to allow us to use those applications. What NVIDIA do is they design chips to go into the data center. And so data centers all around the world effectively have to be retooled to get them ready for the AI era, if you like. Uh, And so NVIDIA reports its revenues in four segments, but ultimately that data center revenue is is what's most important. And and that is obviously going to translate into earnings growth over time. The way we like to value or the way we think about what potentially the long-term opportunity is here is we always like to see the ability of our companies to at least double their earnings over a five-year period. And that's what we think NVIDIA can do. Mm. So it's obviously had a phenomenal year and, as you said, is in an industry that is super important for the next phase of technology and AI. What's the bull case that underpins your investment thesis and how is NVIDIA, I guess, maintaining a competitive advantage over its competitors? (laughs) That's the key. Yeah, that's the key. So uh, this is is where the data centre roadmap becomes critically important. So Jensen Wong, who's the CEO, co-founder of NVIDIA, um, he has told us on earnings calls that ultimately the the key use or the key driver of the data center in the future will be AI. And so what we need to do is, as I said, make sure the data center is ready to, I guess, allow for the compute power that AI is going to demand. So when you know, we're, we're watching Netflix and we're being recommended different shows or we're playing a video game and, and it's live and there's different scenarios and all sorts of different things are happening based on where we are and who we are and what we're interacting with. All that compute power is interacting with the data center all the time. So it's going via the cloud back to the data center and back to you. And so ultimately what needs to happen here and where NVIDIA is critically important is that they provide a solution which is called accelerated computing. So... What accelerated computing means is that instead of using what's called a CPU and a GPU sort of in isolation, i.e. a central processing unit and a graphics processing unit, ultimately what NVIDIA does is combine those two things together into effectively a a total solution. 
So what you used to happen, Bryce, is you would, you know, request a piece of information from your computer and the computer would process that in a fairly linear, straightforward way. So you'd request information, it would process that information and sort of give you an answer or give you an outcome. With AI, if you think about, you know, that Netflix example or the video game example, there's thousands of different outcomes all the time. So the compute power required here is is structurally different, if you like. And so we can't just continue to use that form of linear compute power at the data center. Data centers around the world need to adopt this form of accelerated computing. And so in accelerated computing, which is combining those two pieces of technology together, ultimately NVIDIA has about a 70 to 80% market share in that. So they're by far the leader. And, and what the roadmap is here is that, and this is what Jensen's talked about, is that there's effectively been roughly about a trillion dollars worth of spend on data centers in the last four or five years. Wow. And the portion of data centers today that adopt this accelerated computing is only about 14%, 13-14%. So in our view, the way we look at it is that we think that 14% clearly has to go higher because we know that the data center is critical for AI. And so if that 14% goes to say 30, 40, 45% over time, then that gives NVIDIA a long runway for it to grow into its earnings. And so that will underpin those earnings for hopefully, you know, a number of years as this opportunity plays out. Mm. Is that not priced in at the moment though? Yeah, tricky question. So, so what's happening at the moment is that there's been a massive acceleration in demand in AI, right? So if you think about ChatGPT, ChatGPT took five days to get to a million users versus Facebook that I think took 10 months off the top of my head. So there's been a massive acceleration here. And so all these companies that are creating this compute power, providing the data center infrastructure, which is Microsoft and Amazon and Alphabet and Meta, they're accelerating their demand for NVIDIA product effectively. So what's happened is in this year in particular, a lot of that demand has been pulled forward and we've seen their revenues explode. The question the market is grappling with, and, and to your point, it's, it's the right question, is that if you have all this demand pulled forward, then is there a year where that demand or that, that revenue growth sort of slows down as you sort of absorb that demand into the market? We've got a lot of confidence in the five-year runway, right. but over the next sort of one to two years, does the market need to absorb all that revenue that it's pulled forward? That's sort of the question at the moment that the stock is sort of grappling with, and that's what we're grappling with at the moment. Well, isn't, isn't there like a natural limit on how much revenue it can pull forward given that there's, what, a yeah. six-month waiting list for its key product? Yeah, so capacity becomes a really, really important question. And so what, um, again, coming back to Jensen, what he's talked about on his most recent earnings call is that they're increasing their capacity to be able to li- deliver on this revenue all through next year. Mm. So all through their what is their fiscal 2025 year, which for us is calendar 2024. So they are investing in the ability to produce these GPUs and sell their product to their customers. But that capacity becomes a critical question. Mm. The other way to think about, you know, whether it's all in the stock at the moment, coming back to your question, Bryce, is, you know, if we think about NVIDIA today at, at you know, a, a 500, roughly $500 stock, we think next year the company is able to produce $20 in earnings per share. So if you think about that $500 divided by the $20 in earnings, that implies a, a PE of roughly 25 times, mm. which we don't think is super expensive for a company that has a 70 to 80% market share in this market and a long runway of growth over the medium term 
despite the fact that we've seen all this pull forward in the stock this year in particular. So that, that that's the alternative. So NVIDIA's earnings per share at the moment, I'm just looking it up, what, $4 is in the last 12 months? So in, in their fiscal 2023, yeah. which is effectively the calendar year that, that's finished, yeah. they reported $3.30 in earnings per share. That is going to go up significantly this year, yeah, clearly, which yeah. we've all seen the revisions. And next year, so two years on from yeah. that report of $3.30, we think it can be $20. Yeah, right. Well, that's, so that's growing the acceleration. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, if that happens, that's pretty phenomenal. Because yeah. you think about the share price, what, it's up 240% this year. We were pulling it earlier up 1,000% in the past five years, up 10,000% since 2014. Yeah. Um, if you 100 bagged a stock in less than a decade, you've <laughs> yeah. done very well. It's crazy to think if it then, what, what, from three to twenty dollars, it six x's its earnings in two years. Like, yeah, and this is the, the power is going to be crazy. <laughs> this is the power of the structural trend behind those yeah. earnings. That's what we love to see when we go and try and find these sorts of opportunities. When there's a structural tailwind behind the earnings power of the company, mm. then the market often misprices the the growth in that earnings. So. So I think that the question for me, like there's no, uh, you don't have to convince anyone in this room or anyone listening that there's a massive AI tailwind at the moment. The question for me is around sustainable competitive advantage because NVIDIA were the market makers, they were first movers, they sort of ushered this era of compute in, in many instances. And you said they've got what, 70 or 80% market share at this point. But there are competitors and there's going to be more people looking, you know, AMD is always spoken about, but it seems to be a, right. a far, like far behind second place. But, you know, all the big tech companies are looking at designing their own stuff as well. So how do you think about sustainable competitive advantage yeah. uh, and so they can capitalize on these tailwinds? Yeah, that, that that's really important. So at the moment, as you say, they've got a strong lead in in what they do. We actually assume in our model where we forecast the earnings forward five years, we actually don't assume they hold that market share. We actually assume it comes down a little bit because to your point, there is naturally going to be more players that enter this space and, and AMD is working on their MI300, which they expect to ramp up next year. And I think as far as reports suggest, they've got a few billion dollars of orders next year. That's been the commentary around the market at the moment. So there is more product coming to this space. And I think it goes back to your earlier question, which is around capacity, right? So if if capacity is so constrained at the moment, I think it makes sense. And what these hyperscale data center cloud providers need, the Microsofts and the Alphabets and the Metas, they need more supply from other companies. So I think it's only natural that we will get you know, some more competition in this industry for these products. And so we factor that into our long-term forecast that that market share does come down a little bit, but I don't think it derails the potential for NVIDIA to really double that earnings over the five years. Mm. Wow. So when it comes to the bear case, yeah. when you're listening to the earnings calls, what are you watching out for? And I guess, what do you have as red flags that could go wrong? Yeah, so at the moment, I think it comes back to that question you asked earlier. So the market is grappling with, yes, that earnings has gone from sort of $3.30 odd to about $20 next year, we think. The question then is what happens after that 20 Does it do $21 or $22 or does it go back towards sort of $15 to $18? That's what the market's grappling with at the moment because the demand has been pulled forward. We've got a lot of confidence that the long-term power of the earnings is going to be more towards $40 over time. 
but there, ne- there might need to be that digestion year. Mm. And so we're really focused on the commentary around potential digestion in the industry. The growth rate in the data center revenues for NVIDIA that we've seen explode this year is naturally going to sequentially decline a little bit next year or it's going to slow, it's going to decelerate. That's only natural as that $30, $40 billion business goes from 30, 40 billion up to 70, 80, 90 billion over time. So that's going to be a normal, you know, course of law of large numbers, if you like. The other thing we're watching really closely, and this is this is a, a sort of more anecdotal data point, but it, it is really important at the end of the day is are individuals and businesses actually using AI applications? <laughs> Good call. Yeah, are yeah. they actually using yeah. it? Is this a fad? Are they? Well, we don't think it's a fad, but but are they willing to pay more? Yeah. So are you willing to upgrade your Microsoft subscription to include Copilot going yeah, forward yeah. and pay that extra monthly subscription or, you know, upgrade your Adobe to include Firefly and thing, things mm-hmm. like that to get the benefit of the AI but also you have to pay more as a customer. Yeah. So we want to just track that usage and make sure that people and businesses are actually using it yeah, because yeah. NVIDIA is really right at the start back here of the AI opportunity and it flows all the way through to obviously the end user. And so if the end user is not getting any value and not willing to pay for it, then the, the demand profile that NVIDIA sees, you know, might not be need to be as big mm. as we think. Mm. So it's it's not a quantifiable measure, but it's something that's really important for the industry. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. We have one person in the team here who pays for ChatGPT Pro, like the premium subscription, but I don't think she's getting a lot of use out of it. I dabble in ChatGPT, but I don't think it adds a lot of value at this point beyond a Google search. I know yeah. this is just a poll of one, but <laughs> yeah. The integration into other apps is, I think, at this stage, it just doesn't feel like it adds a whole lot. Yeah, like Canva, we use Canva a lot, but the AI tools, we don't really yeah. benefit. Well, there's, yeah. yeah. It's a good question. Now you've I got think to be really thinking about If you that. think about, you know, what we do as fund managers, we um, scour these company reports and we read the, the 10K, the annual report, when they come out and look for bits and pieces of information. And mm. so what we can, in theory, do is feed that annual report into a chat GPT or into an Adobe AI product or or potentially a Google Bard type product mm. in the future and ask it to distill that annual report, which might be 100 or so pages, down to four or five key yeah, issues. Yeah. Mm. And so that sort of use case, I think, in an industry like mine is going to be pretty important. Yeah, but then your edge gets uh, arbitraged away, you know. Then punters like Bryce and I can do the same thing that you guys do. <laughs> that, that, that's when we need to make the critical decisions. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that it. Yeah, AI won't points. be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is fascinating. So I guess, you know, long-term thinking about NVIDIA, uh, we've sort of spoken about, you know, where the industry is going, but for NVIDIA in particular, if it can execute on what it's trying to do today, but also what it's trying to do, over the next decade, what does it look like a decade from now? Yeah, so where we see this going is that NVIDIA is, again, coming back to Jensen, he's, he's a bit of a visionary, so I keep referring to him. He's talked about effectively NVIDIA providing the total solution here to power the AI opportunity. So what that includes is, as I said, the accelerated compute, the GPU, CPU together, and, and then ultimately that's going to progress into providing software solutions as well. And so where we see this going long-term is hopefully that growth at the top line is going to be still, you know, really strong. But ultimately what we would expect to happen in the long run is that NVIDIA will involve what will 
um, become more relevant in the revenue base is a more software-driven business. And therefore, you get that, you know, slightly higher recurring revenue portion in the business and, and the margins should go up as well. So that's where we see the business growing. I mean, it's obviously not going to probably do those, you know, $3 to $20 type years in the future, but we see a really sustainable path for them to, to develop more of a recurring revenue type model mm. over time. You've mentioned Jensen a couple of times there, and yep. I think most people now would be familiar with him if nothing more than photos of him wearing his leather jacket the leather jackets pop up on social it. media every now and then. How critical is he to the thesis at this point? Like he, I think he did an interview recently where he said if he had his time again, he wouldn't start NVIDIA because of how hard it's been. Like <laughs> if he decides, right you know, I've built a great business, I've um, built a close to trillion dollar company or a trillion yeah, dollar company. Just over. I'm yeah. a I am a multi, multi-billionaire. I'm good. Yeah. And if he, you know, passes it on, does the company survive him or is he still key to that investment thesis? So what we always look for when we look at any stock, whether it's NVIDIA or a healthcare stock or an industrial or any anything that has that structural growth opportunity to it, we love to invest in businesses with founders. Yeah. I think having the founder still involved and still a big shareholder. So he's super, super aligned with the investors at the end of the day is critical. So a guy like Jensen or a a lady like Jensen or whoever it is in that founder seat, in that founder role can think much more long-term about their business. So they don't just give you that sort of quarter to quarter, let's beat and let's get expectations right. They think about their business over a five to 10 year view. And so having him there is really, really critical to us. Mm. And we, the way we think about having a founder involved is that we include that in the price we're happy to pay for the stock. So we include that as one of the characteristics we look for when we're setting a multiple um, that those earnings should trade on. So ultimately we set these price targets. Price targets are formed by earnings per share and then you've got to put those earnings on a multiple. So if we have a business where there's a, a founder that's highly aligned and has you know, a long-term track record and has um, a good stock holding, then that for us leads to a slightly higher upgrade to the multiple we're happy to pay for the stock versus a, a CEO that might be you know, your classic corporate finance mm. sort of CEO. Mm. Um, so I think it's a great point. It's an underappreciated point with the company, but it is really important. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's just a neat way of you factor it into the the multiple. Yeah, yeah, great. Love well, it. Nvidia. It's yes. it's uh, every company we speak about here. We say we'll be watching it and see what happens. Nvidia will be a company no one can avoid. So everyone <laughs> will be right. watching it. Hopefully, you're right. They yes. actually report earnings next week. So hopefully we get some more positive commentary out of Jensen uh, and some more confirmation that this roadmap is really playing out. And for context, we're recording mid-November. Yeah. So by the time people are listening, they'll be able to go and look at the commentary. Yes. Fill in their models. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kieran, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Always love uh, getting you guys from Munro on the show and uh, we do appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, before we close out, we want to say a huge thank you to our summer series partner, Comsec, the home of investing. If you're looking for more support and resources to build confidence in the market, head to their content hub. Otherwise, you can get $0 brokerage on your first 10 trades for Australian markets when you join. Brokerage on the US stocks from just $5 US and invest as little as $50 through the Comsec app. What an offer. How good. (laughs) 
Download the ComBank app today or visit ComBank.com.au. Nice one, Ren. Well, that's one down, 11 to go. Really excited. Next episode, we have Will Dowd from Fairlight Asset Management to talk about Landstar. Yeah, love Fairlight as well. Oh, so exciting. Love a lot of these investors, to be honest. (laughs) We'll pick it up next episode. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.